And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winter, and I'm here as always with the powerful, intrepid Dr. Bear Paul Lando coming to you live from the Smith River in the great state of Jefferson, where freedom still reigns supreme. We are wrapping up harvest. Uh, the final leaves are drying. I know, uh, Bear, it's been a, um, a delayed and longer uh, harvest than normal due to the weird weather, which we'll be talking about today with Mitch. <laughs> Um, but uh, that is uh, slowly wrapping up as we move into fall and into winter, which we were talking about. Um, we're looking forward to because we're going to be diving into more creative pursuits uh, inside with video content and media for the new platform that's launching. So uh, every season brings a, a full bounty of opportunity here at Alpha Vedic Gardens. Yeah. It's really it's, uh, great. Truly, truly amazing. And uh you know, I kind of take care of things on the ground here. I'm the, the the ditch digger of the AV crew, so I'm usually out in the dirt somewhere. But uh, Mark Iver is on our farm right now doing his amazing magic. Mike, you won't believe what he just created for us, for our little business center. And uh, we're also um, uh, planning all the landscaping around it, which is going to be a little glamping uh, unit also for, you know, woofer or just guests that want to come, you know, and want to camp and uh, jump in the river in the summer. And uh, there's going to be, uh, we'll be able to double the Jaogulan production in back of it. And uh, anyway, pretty cool. It's going to, and, and then we'll finish the pond, which is right adjacent to it. So uh, a lot of cool things happening. You won't recognize that little uh, zone two of the AV farm next time you're here for the mushroom wow. festival, if, if not yeah. sooner. Yeah, so I uh, I need to get up there maybe uh, uh, tomorrow or the weekend to uh, grab a couple teas for Music and Sky and uh, take some video of the after because I took before when Mark was just starting. So I think that would be a nice uh, video to grab. Uh, also, you tease the the uh, mushroom workshop. We do have a mushroom workshop coming uh, uh, soon, uh, the weekend after Music and Sky. We have posted that on our Patreon. If you are interested in, in actually coming to the farm and uh, learning how to uh, inoculate logs and also grow mushrooms in your food forest, this is going to be a fantastic single day workshop event. If you can't be there, uh, which I know is difficult to make your way up here, uh, we will be recording that and offering that on our platform. So this is the type of content that will be available soon on alphadatic.com for the membership platform. Uh, so that's very exciting. Uh, check out our patreon.com forward slash alphavedic for that, uh, which soon won't be around once the new platform launches. And then finally, two more points of business. The way forward um, online summit is this weekend. Our great friend Alex Zek has been putting his heart, soul, and everything into this. I will be uh, on there Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific time talking about decentralized solutions, creating the new internet, and uh, why we shouldn't use fiat blood money. And uh, lots of amazing people on there. And that's free. So check out, I posted that on our Telegram, the uh, alphabetic.com forward slash the way forward. Uh, Amanda Vollmer on there. Uh, so many of our Alpha Vedic guests are on there. Uh, and so, yeah, check that out. And then finally, Music and Sky is seven days away. We just uh, added a couple more tents. If you're looking to come and didn't want to camp, there's some more tents available. And the schedule dropped late last night. So you can go check out the schedule and see all the fun activities happening at Music and Sky. That's next week. So grab your tickets now. Uh, that's all I got, Bear. Anything else? Now, let's go for it. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, this is going to be a very, very fun talk today. Greeting the grid with the intrepid Mitch, the Orgone donor. He's returning to AlphaCast to share his success with Orgone technology to neutralize the nefarious efforts of those who would attempt to turn the elements of creation against mankind. Our favorite atmospheric warrior, the intrepid Mitchell Joseph, a.k.a. <laughs> Mitch, the, Mitch, the Orgone donor, returns to AlphaCast again. Uh, he's been busy since we last talked, so prepare to be dazzled by what he will share. Quote, I've dedicated my life to creating and gifting thousands of orgone energy devices to the planet in an effort to help raise humanity's consciousness and end the planetary geoengineering agenda. Are Mitch's efforts actually regraining the deserts of Arizona and mitigating weather modification efforts to manufacture drought and floods while neutralizing chemtrail contaminants? We've done our own orgone research, witnessed the evidence, and had a few experiences of our own, so convincing us wasn't a hard sell. Perhaps the most grave issue facing every life form within our realm is weather weaponization, coupled with the atmospheric aerosoling of noxious synthetics and the overlay of microwave grids affecting our very consciousness. We needn't sit back as hapless victims, and Mitch will reveal the technologies now critical to employ in every community worldwide. Quote, as a consciousness-driven science nerd, I'm fascinated by the work of the late Wilhelm Wright, the man credited with discovering the life force energy of the universe, which he coined as orgone. Mitch gives his research and the devices freely in what he refers to as his matrix job. He does so from the kindness of his heart and personal resources to see the end to geoengineering, purposeful consciousness suppression, and the predatory practices of illegitimate authorities, Mitch has been so kind to gift the entire attendee, uh, all the attendees at Music and Sky with Orgone. So we every, every person coming to Music and Sky will be receiving a gift bag with some Orgone devices gifted from Mitch with the plan. And we'll talk a bit about this on today's show for us to be busting towers and um, digging holes, dropping uh, earth pipes. Uh, throughout the Central Valley of California as we leave Music and Sky. And also we will be doing daily gifting sessions and missions around that entire valley where the event's happening. So, so awesome. Doing God's work, Dr. Bear Lando. It's going to be a fun one today with Mitch. Absolutely. I've been uh, stoked to see you again, my friend. Thanks for being with us. Um, uh, there's a lot I know we want to uh, talk about here. And most of all, we want to hear about your adventures, uh, you know, and your successes. And also, uh, I think we're going to open up the conversation um, uh, you were mentioning just about the whole climate change uh, agenda in the first place and what that's all about. And, you know, you have some real solutions. Um, I'd like to just, if, if you don't mind, take a minute and create a little bit of a wider context for what orgone technology is. Uh, what we have to understand is a living technology. And unlike uh, these things that we're talking through right now that are using dirty energy and just uh, you know, allowing us interface, which is great, but uh, albeit on a very crude level, um, living technologies um, really utilize those more refined levels of the ether, you know, we'll say that. And uh, these living technologies also require that we attune our consciousness with the technology. A good example of that is, um, 
you know, like with biogeometry, which is uh, gaining notice now uh, for good reason. And it really requires that as a practitioner, you're using a very science-based technology, but then you as a practitioner also have to be able to attune to that level of consciousness. And then you become an interface. You're not, you know, uh, so-called, uh, you know, a detached observer like our fake science likes to believe is even possible in the first place. So, um, you know, with that, uh, my whole point of this is that bringing up that orgone technology, just like biogeometry, it also carries your intentions because you're interfacing with uh, a living, intelligent consciousness, you know, we'll loosely call it the ether uh, or the orgone. I think they're synonymous, but you can tell me any different. And uh, those intentions then are amplified when we are tuning in with this technology. And in the case of uh, orgone technology, you know, we're creating the very atmosphere of our realm. And, you know, out here in the farm, uh, in medicine, you know, I've, I've learned in, in both that there are elementals that are the little worker bees, uh, uh, you know, within our body, within the soil. And doesn't it make sense that those same uh, elementals exist on these other levels, the more refined levels of the ether? And in fact, for centuries, uh, you know, every culture since, uh, you know, beginning has always acknowledged these. And there was a time where people would interface and visualize these and things when people were more tapped into that level of reality. So here's the point with that. Um, there are elementals in the atmosphere. Uh, they even had names for them in different cultures, you know, the fire element, the air element, the water element, they had different elements, elementals that worked on all of those different planes that, uh, you know, uh, their work allowed the ethers to precipitate matter and what we think of as physicality. So when we have um, some demons on this plane that are deliberately up there spraying stuff, um, using frequencies to manipulate weather, uh, to weaponize the weather against mankind and so forth, they are also affecting these elementals. Now, these elementals, again, are sentient beings working on behalf of us. Now, they, we create chaos within that realm when we do that. We also kind of piss them off in a way. And uh, they don't always serve us like, you know, the original plan intended. So when we start using these living technologies like Orgone, then with our intentions, acknowledging these elementals uh, to free them from this filth that a tiny portion of mankind has created uh, and also acknowledge them in that, then they will flock to us love us tremendously and serve us and manifest that exponentially quicker what we're trying to achieve as far as just cleaning up all this other stuff but also uh exponentially um you know expedite the manifestation of what we do want to see on this plane so um thanks for just allowing me to say that because this goes so much deeper than i think most people uh, understand mitch and mike i know you guys understand this so uh what we're here to hear though uh hear about is uh mitch your um all your adventures so take it away wherever you'd like to start 
All right, guys. Uh, well, I know we did the quick formality of, you know, thank yous and all that, but I, I will say again quickly, thank you so much for bringing me back. Um, it's been a, one year since we last talked and it has been busy to say the least. Um, I want to coattail off something you just said, Bear, about like I had I had this analogy uh, in, in the case of like with the elementals, you know, I, we're all on information overload these days. We're playing catch up to suppressed information and finding out who we are and reality. What are we? Where are we? Why are we? And so we all have different names for things, but like we all have these cohesive themes. And I think that the, the themes are related to or, or center around uh, essentially life or death. Uh, I believe my personal belief based on the work I've done with Organite and Orgone, the tower busting and things is that I think we live in a realm that is based on life that is being overshadowed or trying something nefarious is attempting to create a frequency or a reality that is uh, based on death or based on basically anti-life. I would call AI anti-life. I would call, you know, you, people hear me talk about parasites the reason we call them parasites, at least in the orgone arena or spectrum, is that there is something feeding that it can't, basically there's something that we don't need in order to exist, but something needs us in order to exist. And that thing that needs us, it must feed on something, but it can't feed on life. It can't feed on truth. And so that's where you get into this overshadowed, what I call the matrix um, which Mike, I will say too, I think, uh, one thing I, I think I, I should reword how I do my bio because I have my matrix job, which is actually like every, a lot of other people. It's like, I, I work something, I do something that has nothing to do. People would never know what I do for a living or for, uh, for my matrix participation tokens. But then this is my matrix responsibility. <laughs> so this is like, you know, we live in a world based on life, a life energy. And I am, you know, I've got this basically fire in my soul that it pisses me off, but it makes, and, and, you know, it's like some people could say, oh, well, you're negative and you're thinking, you know, you live in this reality, you're trapped, you're a prisoner. I don't, that's why I do what I do. And so with everything I've been doing specifically here in Arizona has led me to what I just did now, Mike, we were saying, you know, there's a whole lot of organite on its way to California as we speak. And, um, you know, probably one of the biggest projects and the biggest thing, I mean, it's been, it's been an endeavor to complete everything. So we're, we're currently seeing all kinds of improvements, even from last year, when we spoke, I just gotten back from a gifting trip in Idaho, uh, tower busting trip uh, in Idaho, where we were drawing lines of earth pipes up to what we switched, basically went to Coeur and then looped around Idaho back down through Utah over to Las Vegas and then down to back to Arizona. But even last year, we celebrated, I think, our second wettest monsoon season on, on record. Uh, we've seen we had a second spring. We never had a fall. Um, even this year, uh, well, last year and this year, really very limited fires this year. They tried, they always try. They're never going to stop trying the, what I call the government arsonists, but, um, yeah, it's everything around here is like lively and green and revitalized. And now they're saying, you know, which we'll talk about today that the, the climate hoax that I call it, I call it a hoax. They, I want people to be able to pinpoint like what is it they're doing to see these ideas that something exists when it really doesn't, and what is reality 
you know, get out there and actually see because reality does not represent what we're told it is. And that's one of the things you can test specifically doing this type of work because we just had, I mean, they won't, they refuse to say this is the wettest monsoon season on record, but the news is saying that we, air says Arizona, most of Arizona has now received more rainfall than monsoon season 2021. Well, what comes after second place? I don't know, you know, so they'll do anything they can to avoid telling the truth about what's really going on. And that's where I'm there to put a, a wrench in the gear. So you're, you're muted bear. <laughs> no, fantastic. And, and as we we're saying before we went live, um, the media, of course, if it wasn't for them, uh, there wouldn't be any deceit at all. And we would realize that the majority of people actually are in alignment with, uh, you know, what we're talking about here today and, and not at all believing the hoax, mm -hmm. uh, right, yeah, or yeah. the, the narrative to, um, you know, cast, uh, uh or, uh, shade on people that believe differently. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, last year after we spoke, um, you know, I, I done a couple, I dabbled in a few podcasts before that, but for overall, for about the first four years I was doing this, I was kind of just talking to a brick wall and a very small Instagram following. And after it was actually, after I was on your show, um, I couldn't keep up with my emails at that point. Uh, it was sad, but I mean, in a good way, positive, sad, but it was, uh, really just the, the amount of people that took an interest and realized like, Oh, it, there's something I can do. Or they'd hear like, Oh, Mitch, well, I knew about Organite. I've heard about it for years, but all they'd ever heard about it was that it, you know, get a pretty pyramid at the crystal shop in Sedona and put it in your juju space. And it's like, no, no, there is a much bigger component to this, especially when you're producing these tools in what I would call the proper manner, because there is potential that you can, I mean, essentially you're, I don't like to use the word manipulate, but you are definitely adjusting the elements that have been manipulated. You're, you're turning something back on that's been turned off. You're finding the anti to what has already become the anti in this place. And so um, th when that took off, you know, the number of people that I saw gifting, uh, the number of people who contacted me here in, in where I'm in Sedona, you know, I've accomplished what I've accomplished because of the help of a lot of people. I want to be very clear about that because this isn't, there's no way one person can gift an entire state and every tower. There are millions of towers in just this state alone. Uh, and it is essentially carried over into really every electromagnetic, I call them weapons, but every tool from the tower down to the phone that's in the pocket. And so it's just creating this, the web, we create what I call the frequency mm -hmm. fence for the playground that is tapping into and out of the ether. And like you had said, with, with equating ether and orgone, I have, I, that's kind of pretty much what I equate it to. Um, but I always leave that room because like the amount of information since I've spoken with just with you guys last year, there's so many things that have come and gone along the way that, you know, you're like, for example, I'll just a quick example. I won't go into too deep, but like I saw Jason Brashears on your show and it actually made me reevaluate as I dove into that spectrum uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> in a positive way. Uh, but I, it, I had to reevaluate the work I did and it really 
threw me for a lot of loops. Now I've kind of brought it back in and actually now I have even more purpose to what I've been doing. So I'm in the same way with the music and sky. I mean, you know, a quarter ton of org, it's literally a quarter ton and I've weighed it uh, a quarter ton of organite is going to music and sky and in smaller increments, like smaller boxes, I have been for the last two years now, I will communicate with different people around Arizona. I build these friendships and, and whatever I get together with different groups who have, you know, they're, they're point persons for things like um, there's a, some group called Compass, Arizonans for Safe Tech, uh, and then people that are under the radar on any part of that spectrum. And I will send them these things. I gift them these boxes and boxes and boxes of earth pipes and tower busters. And the intention is, you know, you can quickly cover a lot of ground. If you know, say 30 people who all want to participate and you just give them all the stuff. And it's like, take, I want you to take this home, bury, you know, bury this in your yard, put this around your smart meter or somewhere in the center of your home. And like, you can cover a lot of ground just going neighborhood by neighborhood and ticking things off the, your checklist. And that is exactly what I've been doing, trying to, uh, it, as best I can, trying to formulate an organized uh, like list of to-dos because it's very overwhelming. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. And like when I started doing this in Chicago back in like late 15, early 2016, um, we, it was a lot easier to see results right away because that's just a microwave bubble really. And Sedona, I have only one tower anywhere near where I am, but, um, so it's, it's like seeing changes, the changes you're looking for, that's what you want to use. You want to document, you want to share with other people and then get them on board. That's actually what prompted me when you, I, when I mentioned, you know, I, unfortunately I couldn't attend the event, but I'm like, well, I sure as hell will be doing something. So it was like, let's do something where, you know, four to 500 people can all dabble and play and the uh the changes i'm expecting based on what i've mapped out with everything else in this project i expect to see uh enough of a shift that's positive the things i talk about that are going on here i expect to see enough of a shift that's going to encourage more of those people that may not have been encouraged or really interested and that you know show them the receipts kind of thing so around here you know that's my my uh method my method of madness some people would say i'm insane because this stuff people don't know it comes out of my pocket or if they don't um which is why it always baffles me when certain people like out of the blue will ask they'll just ask for stuff you know and i'm like well you wouldn't ask your friend for 20 bucks would you maybe you would but um <laughs> it's just the idea that like no, I'm trying to do a cohesive project, cover a significant amount of land, focusing on like water sources. That's a big one around here. Focusing on the Phoenix and Tucson area, the two largest nuclear, well, not nuclear, but largest microwaves, I'd call them, with all kinds of occult symbolism. And I mean, Phoenix being a Masonic city, it's very connected to all of this like frequency web so you know we have a rhyme and a reason or you know i have a rhyme and a reason for the method of how i gift going against the jet stream opening it up and we've seen the results in the form of these major improvements where i watch if i do watch the tv i'm just like what in the world are these idiots talking about nothing they say on this screen at least as far as i'm as far as i can see is true. And what I hear from these other people that's really encouraging is 
when they have their experience and we can talk about it, those people, a lot of people, even from your own demographic or your group have reached out to me. They did, they, they went to prove it wrong. Like I did, they were pleasantly surprised and they had really cool results. And so, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's one of those things you have to do. And so this is my way of like shoehorning it into everybody's life to basically like position them so they can go try to prove it wrong and be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And what better way to uh, spread the truth is, uh, you know, show people, not just mm -hmm. try to teach them exactly. and let them have their own experience. And you've been incredibly generous. And I know it's fueled by, you know, a passion to really make a difference. And, and you know, what you've um, taken on for yourself is really a huge, if not the number one issue that, you know, is critical right now facing us, uh, you know, universally. And, you know, also you described that, uh, you come across information and it makes you evaluate, reevaluate mm -hmm. some of your beliefs. Well, that's the heart of a true empiricist. You just want to know the truth. You're not afraid mm -hmm. to change your mind. And, uh, you, you know, in my practices, um, if, if I'm still doing the same thing year after year, I, I know I'm missing the mark because, you yeah. know, you're, you're not changing, you're not growing, you're really not incorporating. And uh, the, the difference is, is you also have a tangible grounded uh way to test to see if what you're doing actually holds any water and then when <laughs> things come across it may be challenged the way you've been doing things it's not to throw the whole thing out but just to keep refining and be more effective so mitch um if we could back up just a second for the folks that may not understand what the heck we're talking about in the first place, as far as mm -hmm. orgone and manipulating, uh, you know, the climate and the atmosphere, is there an easy kind of layperson's cliff notes that you can give us well, as far and, as how and it do, works in the first place? I do want to say too, we did a show with Mitch already, guys. So if you're listening to this, I would hit pause and go listen to the previous alpha cast we did last year with Mitch, because we do cover like the core foundations of Wilhelm Reich and, and the orgone energy. But uh, yeah, good question bear. Yeah. Um, just the rudimentary uh, basics would be a good. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I was actually just going to say like, for sure, kind of that's sort of like a part one, but to, to connect to that, um, and people can go to my website. I'll, I'll, I always embed your stuff as well. So if you go to theorgondonor.com, you'll find it there. For some reason, they can't find on YouTube or all the other platforms. But um, as far as what it is we're talking about, so what we're talking about is the idea that this was centered around when you hear the name Wilhelm Reich, that's because he's considered the father of organomy. He, back in like the 40s and 50s, basically testing biological form, biological. Uh, you know, creature bi or biological um, beings to basically measure a uh, like a bioelectrical force that was uh, being attracted to or repelled by people or by living things. And this energy that, you know, he, he coined that it, it moves through the atmosphere and all of it lined up with what other cultures call the chi, the prana. Um, I think in physics, they're a lot more comfortable now using scalar, although scalar, I think that's a whole other can of worms being unfair because you can use scalar technology for good and bad. And I wouldn't call orgone energy bad. Um, it's, it's the life force. It's whatever is the anti to that is, is something different. That's not orgone. So I'd say the same with scalar, uh, anyway, uh, but the life energy 
basically there are things around this realm in which we live that are exerting energy signatures that are either coherent with life or they are not. And that's why I mentioned the, you know, in this realm, it's like everything is either pro-life or anti-life. And I mean that to the fullest extent, you either are promote and really just like the absolute truth, everything with the truth, because everything falls in line when everything is the absolute truth. It just naturally happens the way creation had, you know, set it up to be. And so these things that exist to create, you know, negative energy, incoherent energy, anti-life energy, uh, there are ways to uh, heal from those. There are ways to uh, treat those those energy fields or those devices. I this in this case, when I say towers, I mean cell towers. Those are one example of basically a death device, or a, a, I call them death towers, because of the energy fields that they create that are tapping into the ether, and they're doing something to manipulate this realm. And it's life force that passes through everything. And so, and it, what it does is it just chain reactions and throws everything off, not just the weather. It doesn't just help with geoengineering. It's like, they're literally terraforming the planet. They're changing the, the natural realm and overshadowing it with this fake thing. And then of course, the problem is you have to fake, if you fake this over here, you got to fake this and fake that and fake that, which is what we see them trying to do. And then it all starts to kind of fall apart because it's, it's why you don't lie. Once you lie, you have to remember the lie and then you can't connect, you know, just <laughs> tell the truth. Well, life would be truth. And so you can use these tools that we're talking about, what we call Organite. Um, and, and there's all this information as far as like the logistics of where it came from, how it came to be, what it's made out of all of that. This can be found on my website. It's very compartmentalized so that it's easy, fairly easy to find. Um, and, if, and we talked about it in that last episode too, but these devices will tap into those energy fields. They are a method or a mechanism kind of like the biogeometry devices that are, you know, these, we all have energy structures. Everything is just talking and, and reacting, acting and reacting to everything else in existence all the time. Well, so what's, what's coherent with what? And when you, so something's trying to basically throw that off. And we're doing something to throw it on, uh, basically put it back together. And so these devices like earth pipes, one of the things I sent for the music and sky is, uh, the, they're a device that gets buried in the ground. It's a, it's an earth, a metal pipe filled with what we call the organite. And there's a, an array of crystals inside and a, and a matrix. I have a, I have a very specific recipe I use. I teach on, on my website, I've got tutorials, instructions, ingredients, and enough frequently asked questions to like keep you entertained for years. But the earth pipe is buried in the ground uh, completely under, under the surface of the earth. And it will tap into those energy fields like what the cell towers are tapped into with all their network, their cables, the water sources that they put them on. And you know, one of the things I've done over the last year in bear, I, I mean, I did an entire project called earth pipes across Arizona. I wanted to have like a, a little shtick. And that is essentially what the name implies. I have put earth pipes all over the state of Arizona, but in a manner that has a strategy to it. And so like, when you're learning about all these different topics, I mean, anyone who could have a heyday listening to your podcast forever, all your guests, you know, everyone contributes something. You learn this perspective. You learn this about water. You learn this about the ether. You learn this about geoengineering. And it's like, 
you put all that together. I've, 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 I put that together as best I can, this puzzle, and find that like we can use these tools to tap into the energy grid that is essentially restoring the natural order on a frequency base of this realm. And I had thought of an analogy last night that I don't know, I, I like to think this is a good one, but everyone's probably heard like, you know, if, what if you traveled back in time, you had a time machine, you go back in time and they say, don't even step on a bug. Cause if you step on a bug, you'll go back to your time, assuming you assume linear time travel, but you'll go back in time. And like, all of a sudden, like your grandfather doesn't exist and you don't, cause you stepped on a bug. Well, if that, I mean, a lot of people do believe that you can't mess up anything. Well, let's just pretend you take a time machine literally to this exact moment in time, disappear, reappear, and you go and you change something out of order, then it's going to chain reaction. And if you specifically are changing that order in an unnatural way, because this, this technology is not coherent with life then it's going to not just spiral. It's not just going to be the weather. It's going to be that the plant life, the animal life, us, our bodies, our, you know, everything we're reacting with, with how we're poisoned and the air, water, you know, we're poisoned 24 seven, essentially by something, you know, that doesn't, doesn't like us too much. And so you have to do all of this stuff to keep that artificial order in order, which we're seeing it is falling out of order. And it, that's why I, the term shit show has become a very popular word for the last two or three years. But anyway, for, for these devices, they can tap into that network or that part of the realm and help to heal that or help to repair. I, I call myself an etherical or etheric realm repairman. And I like, you know, the idea, like I've done research on cell towers that leads me to think they're creating uh, some kind of rift or uh, uh, there's a million agendas, there's a million things going on. I should say this is one of those things I think it's doing and it's creating these rifts and you can go and repair those rifts so that whatever it is they're doing with this energy to you know, take over the life of this realm or to create their fake world, you can shut that down. And so that's, is that okay? <laughs> I guess, sorry, that was really long-winded, my bad, but. No, that, that was good. And, um, you know, quick comment is uh, what we need to understand or appreciate more is that you can even affect timelines or our perception of time. Because if these overlays are keeping us uh, from uh, reaching into those levels of consciousness where we come out of future and past time, you know, living in more of that present time, uh, you know, that's where we come into our true power. So by dampening uh, our ability to reach into those realms and receive those, uh, you know, those downloads, then we're constantly caught in this fiction of past, present instead of in a moment. And we're easy to manipulate then. And uh, we're kept in the illusion of time. And I really, uh, understand i believe that uh that's one of the main things on the agenda but then on the back side people that understand what they're doing can move forward and backwards and and do manipulation so we're we're actually talking about manipulating timelines and you can use that for for good or otherwise yeah absolutely you know it's uh this is a side tangent but related to orgone and time what something i found that i and right i can't I can't say this is a definitive, yes, this is how it is, but an observation I've made over the last year, especially with how clear our skies are, 
Um, we just, I mean, we just had actually our, I think this is one of the coldest summers ever. I think here in Sedona, the average temperature in July and August, the two hottest year, uh, parts of the year, I believe the high was around 80, 82 or 85. And down in Phoenix, it was between 98 and 102 when it's norm, what they would call normal is 117 or 125. I mean, obnoxious numbers. Um, we've had our ups and downs. We've had things that I, I go on my tangents on my Instagram with videos or, you know, my, basically my bitch rants where it's like a certain day I see the extra microwave lines in the sky, or I see things actually in the news, uh, like, you know, like Mr. Whatever, but Biden, uh, yeah, Mr. Biden in front of like the bloody orange background and harping on whatever and divide and conquer, divide and conquer, or put it, pitting people against each other. And it's interesting how that stuff always, always coincides with what's going on in the sky. And all of a sudden there's shifts in the weather, there's shifts in, you know, like our monsoon season was like a clock. Um, I actually ended up catching a, a case of frequency poisoning and I'm thought maybe with this would come up that because I think I got under the weather the same time you did maybe about a month ago, uh, sometime shortly around Labor Day. And uh, it was terrible, uh, both myself and my partner. And I knew I was being poisoned. I knew I was being blasted with something and I was having traumas. I was having past life. It was like almost like past life regression, not being able to sleep, muscle pain. And it was just interesting to me that it coincided with our average collective temperature in Arizona spiked all of a sudden July and June or July and August were, I would say cold in comparison to previous years. And then all of a sudden the first like week, week of September around labor day, it just went through the roof for just these like couple of days, our monsoon season also shut off. It literally just stopped. We were having the biggest storms flooding everywhere. People from Flagstaff telling me every day in emails and texts, please, stop making it rain. And it just, everything stopped. And for like those days that I, at least that I was under the weather and that there were several people I knew who were under the weather, um, were, it felt like being blasted with the most demonic energy whatsoever. It was really very dark. It Um, was, I don't know how to describe it. So Mike would, you know, Mike had the same symptoms a couple of weeks before me, but was it during that time uh, where it was hot? In fact, I remember clearly now it very w- well was because I'd go outside and I was just feeling dizzy and all these weird symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, oppressive, weird mm-hmm. heat. I felt like mm-hmm. almost like my body was like burning up from the inside out. Mm-hmm. We we So we had the same sort of thing. We had a very late uh, uh, sort of spring that where we literally it rained here on the 4th of July, which was the first time in like over 20 years. So usually where we are, uh, our climate is very unique in that we have rainforest-like conditions up until March, April, and then we have desert-like conditions throughout the summer. So it's very rainy and then very dry where we had a wet spring where it actually uh, hurt a lot of our fruit trees, blossoms and things were, you know, late, late May, June downpours. And then it got extremely, and we're, we're experiencing it right now, which I'm enjoying, but we have this Indian summer where we've had uh, a, a kind of extreme heat for us in September when um, I was weird when you get like these type of symptoms and it's beautiful out like that, where it's hot and you're like, why am I feeling this way? Right. Mm-hmm. And there was this sort of synthetic feeling 
I did get a metal taste in my mouth a few times. Yep. Um, and which was interesting. So there's definitely, I feel like frequency magic, frequency um, uh, targeting going on. I feel like they um, they have AI systems that are that are seeing what you're doing online, what sort of effect you're having on the overall impact of their systems, and then they set out targets. I do believe that's happening. We do have people that work and live over by Baron Deb that have uh, have regular bouts with this, and I hate to even come up with this idea that they're targeting the farm, but we know they have those systems in place. So this is why Organite's so important. And really what we're talking about here is the consciousness war, right? I hate to say the word war because immediately we're now creating that thought form of struggle or conflict. But however, it is important for us to be realistic here and, and know what's going on in the realm. And this has been a uh, an age-old battle that's been going on for eons. And this synthetic overlay that you were talking about earlier, Mitch, I do find it interesting that, you know, you're talking about the mind control of the masses who don't understand the chilling above them or understand what that CNN is basically lying to them. Well, the very effect of that mind control has to do with those systems in play. Exactly. It's those systems in play that are literally mind controlling them. So it's like the virus thing, right? Oh, I said mm -hmm. the V word there. <laughs> um, the same exact situation with the V word is that people get triggered when I say, hey, viruses aren't what you what they say. They actually have never been proven to exist. You can literally see like the fumes coming off their head because the very thing they call virus that's attacking our systems that's mind controlling us is more of a mind virus right and so that's the same idea is that these systems that they don't want to believe are real are the things that are causing them to not believe they're real if that yeah. it makes sense so uh and then to the yeah. hater in there was a troll in the chat those <laughs> we always get these organite trolls got you know from the organite scene that say you're what you're doing is not pure it's not it's toxic resins and we'll get back into this today i'd like yeah. to talk about this today a bit but the 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 funny thing is he this troll was saying that organite doesn't work i've been making organite forever in california i've never seen its effect and it was like negativity 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 on the chat and what Bear was saying about this being a living technology is so important to understand is like literally how you inject your consciousness into this is what is going to give you the end effect. So for me, thanks to you, Mitch, you gifted us a ton of earth pipes and bu tower busters. I went with my kids last year, busted all the towers in our county and did a, an over, uh, did a grid of earth pipes along our uh, ridgeline here of the mountains that go out to the ocean. And guess what? I've had clear blue skies uh, since that. I mean, I've had record blue skies. I barely ever see a plane over us anymore, if, you know, at all. And um, that was because I believed in it and my kids believed in it and my people that were doing it believed in it. And I think that's a huge part is belief. It's like the nocebo placebo effect. Well, that's real. And that this is a extension of our beliefs, which is what creates our reality. So I wanted to say that to the haters <laughs> That if you are making this out of like anger and you don't believe it's going to work, well, you probably aren't going to get a great effect from that. Would you say that? Well, we're 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 talking about a, a technology ex, uh, assisted rain dance. You know, you have indigenous cultures that made it rain. Uh, you know, just surely by their intentions and and getting together on the same page, a whole collective of a tribe and. And, uh, you know, doing the rituals and it really works. Now we're talking about, you know, actually using a technology to 
assist and amplify those. So sorry, Mitch, go ahead. Oh, no, I, uh, I think it's, it's funny. And, uh, I actually, I knew, I knew that would happen because there's, I, I think I know who it is. I think I know of this person and they like to follow, <laughs> but, um, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for myself. And I will just give the benefit of the doubt that, you know, we've learned in the last two to three years, especially that, the people who have the benefit or the people who have the burden of proof are actually it's it's been inverted like everything else that there is for example you can if something has not been proven to exist like mike just said about that v word if something hasn't been proven to exist why is the burden of proof on the people who are saying they don't exist that's kind of odd but in this case with me doing the work that I do and everyone, I mean, the number of people I associate myself with who do the same thing and see the exact same results, it's, it's like, okay, let's say it, it doesn't exist. Well, you're just simply saying this isn't true. And it's like, you're, how do you prove it's not true? Well, what you do is you do what I did. You go to try and prove it wrong. And you find out that every single time you keep doing something, these results keep showing up. This, this effect keeps happening. You put your, you position yourself and uh, you spend a lot of time, energy, and money uh, of your own to prove a point and you keep testing this stuff. And then you're pleasantly surprised about this. And it's like, you can say all you want something like this doesn't exist, but it's like, I have more receipt to show that there is like a reason to keep going with this. There's no, it would be asinine to stop based on, it'd be like, you'd have to have blinders on and you'd have to have like no remaining operational brain cells. So to me, I just find it funny that in this case, it's another case of where the burden of proofs put on the wrong person. And it's like, I don't know what to tell you other than I'm sorry that you're so upset. And I'd find a new hobby besides following me on podcasts, but that's just me. So with can that, I, can yeah. I say one uh, experience I had that uh, was very interesting. So last year or last, excuse me, this earlier this year in the spring, Alex Zek did an event called sowing sovereignty at a farm. Uh, so a heart farm in the middle of a very dry Valley in central California. And uh, Sam, who is right now bringing all this organite for us for music and sky. He's amazing. He's been up at the farm. He's a dear friend of Alpha Vedic and, and you, Mitch, thank you, Sam, for all that you do for the community and for the world. You're amazing. So he was actually volunteering at this event and he brought some big old chem busters, uh, like the CT buster style uh -huh. ones. Um, and he had those at the farm and it was just, uh, this was last like March or April, I believe it was in March and it was just yeah. a dry, super dry, sunny day, nothing in the, you know, weather for, in terms of any kind of moisture coming through. Um, and in this Valley, a lot of like power lines and towers, you could just feel it sucking the moisture out of the air when you're going driving through this Valley. Yeah. It seemed very lifeless for something that's supposed to be an agricultural basin. So anyways, he had these towers there and I was doing a little video of them. And by like one or two o'clock, I kid you not, it starts sprinkling on the event. It The, the clouds came in and the mist came down and it started sprinkling on us. 
Alex Zek and I were just talking about this and we didn't even make that connection at first. We're like, oh, weird. It's like sprinkling here. And people were like kind of getting under the covers and coverings and stuff. And then I realized it's those those chem busters are here. And what it was, it wasn't just the chem busters there. It was that we collectively had a, a, a super conscious and like vibrant and awake community there that was channeling our energy through those. So that was an experience we had. And this stuff is real. I, one thing I'll say to that with the rain uh, or with the sprinkling, um, I will apologize in advance if it rains on your event. Um, I'm sorry, and I don't know what to do about it. But uh, my my uh, thought was also that it's like there is collectively, I mean, this is energetic. There is an etheric component to this realm that it's out of the box and has to be talked about. And so that collective energy, yes, it holds weight. There's going to be a, I mean, this is the biggest group I've uh, done any kind of gifting with. And so, you know, even just it being there is going to again, carry these energy signatures collectively and the intention of everyone who's going to that event as well. It's like, you can't find a better, you know, it's like, cause it is all about intention. And, and I've carried every, I sat on my patio. I mean, I wanted to say about getting sick, something was trying to slow me down because it was nauseating to sit in bed and not be able, I was like, I got to finish this. I'm in like the home stretch. But then when I was finally back to feeling myself again, and I was out on my patio, you know, I, I went a little overboard. I sanded and polished everything and everyone, hopefully by then everyone gets a nice bright and shiny copper pipe, but it might be a little off from, from the time, time lapse. But overall, it's like going through every one of those and, and pin, like just polishing every last tower buster. I'm thinking to myself, this, like, help this person do this. Thing. And I'm just, and it, and it really even not even having to say anything, I'm just smiling inside and just thinking, I'm kind of actually thinking, yeah, that's right. You mother, you know, parasites like this, <laughs> this stuff is coming for you and, yes. and it'll be, it'll just be exciting. And really part of why, you know, with having your event where it is for those who want to make more sense of like my method of madness, you know, the same way I went South, I started kind of South and South west in arizona um i back in 2020 i started gifting those chem busters the the tall copper pipe bazookas and the point of going there first with my earth pipes and all that was to move i guess i'll do it this way but to move from the state like with the jet stream and open up that jet stream that comes off of the southwest and up through the rest of the state and it was just a, really a, a theory I had, like, surely if that segment of towers is collectively neutralized, or at least as many of them as possible, then would it keep that flow of energy going in which those storms can build up and stop being suffocated before they get to the center of the state and, and onward through the northern part? And I noticed that's like the more south and southwest we went the more rain we were getting North. And then, so you just, it's like, so we want to get to Phoenix. We go down to the border and it's like, we started doing like just all along from like Yuma over to Phoenix and Tucson and green Valley. And we, you know, went to tombstone. We went along the border and did all kinds of stuff, left a lot of things in boating accidents, but uh, basically it's like carry putting stuff in a, in a place that will carry that energy up, up, up and away or where, whatever direction it needs to go. And it will actually benefit other areas. I think that people gifting in Southern California will actually benefit Northern Arizona, 
part of Utah, part of Idaho, Nevada, that whole area. I think it really will also help Lake Mead, which has been a huge part of my uh, overall project, Lake Mead and Lake Powell. They're at the top of my list of what I'm trying to do. And so, uh, which one of my talking points is that for those who are aware, the whole country I know is watching Lake Mead or they, you hear it because it's all about whatever, all it is, is people putting people against each other to fight and hate people in California for stealing their water. And it's like, no, it's a, it is a natural formed reservoir. It's not even a lake, but they call it Lake Mead. It's a reservoir. It is a retainer for storing its water storage. And in the last 30 to 50 years, it just, it's like the, the amount of people tapping straws into it is what's changed and the amount of the organization and those who are in charge of where water goes is it's like everything else it's run by idiots it's run by psychopaths it's run by parasites so you've got this body of water that everyone's like oh it's going down it's going down well i will tell you it's actually been going up um i'll put it on my website because there's a father-son duo who's been a uh, friend brought to my attention they've been going around the lake for several months now and putting their own markers and they're saying things the media refuses to say about that lake going up and even just like We've had some monsoon days here. These are some of the heaviest monsoons I've ever seen. I've only been here four years. All of my neighbors acknowledge like there's something different about this. There's so much more power behind them. It's like the life has been injected back into these storms. And with the lightning and the, the light show, everything like every, you know, every time when the lightning hits and recharges these magnetic fields, it's like the earth is changing, you know, the ozone is getting, is getting stronger. The rainfall is getting heavier and that lake is going up. Both of those lakes are going up, but the TV gets the last word. And I learned about this. This is one of the things I know we can talk about today too, is the climate deception is such a, is such a circus at this point. And it's really hard for me. I have to like people send me stuff all the time. And a lot of times I got to, I set it aside. Cause I'm like, that's just going to piss me off. And, and what I mean by that is when someone sends me an article about it's, it's like, you'll see a video that's being viral and it's like, they've got uh, somebody with a camera and they're looking at a river and they're like, Oh, the river look due to man-made climate change. And they're like, the river is, has dried up. And underneath of that river are dinosaur tracks that are 33 million years old for some reason. And they're just there in the riverbed. And it's like, look how, so they're, what they're doing is sell, they're like, it's a trifecta or like a bingo card of bullshit when it comes to the climate agenda, <laughs> because it's like dinosaur legs that are 33 million years old. You get that can of worms, but they're telling you it's because why it's because of you. It's because of your fault. It's because you did something, kill yourself. That's, that's the mentality of what these parasites try to do with the climate hoax. And in the case of like Lake Mead, um, you know, one thing people don't know is that that lake is actually used to fill other bodies of water in Nevada, not even just providing the drinking water, but that's, that's a whole other can of worms. People can look up the connections between Lake Mead and Lake Las Vegas. Um, but the lake just went up a, a ton and, you know, people saw the Vegas flooding that actually ended up back in Lake Mead. And so it's, it's been going up and I go off of what other people who are actually on the ground saying and doing that, you know, I hear from people who travel through, it's like at least every couple of days I get these emails and it's people who travel through visit Arizona or fly over it. And they've been, everyone's been saying the same thing. Like, my God, I can't believe how green it is. And we actually, like the thing I noticed when I was getting ready for our interview, 
I went and I wanted to brush up on some videos specifically about what's going on with Lake Mead and the Hoover Dam. And I, I browsed thousands of comments over the last few days. And I, there's only one general, there's a center theme on every comment. And it, all it is, is pitting people against each other that who's, who's using what, and that there isn't enough of this or that or whatever, but it's like the water is drained and wasted waters wasted everywhere. And, you know, like you'll see these articles that say Lake Mead went down 137 feet over the last 20 years. But that part of the article they don't tell you is how many feet it went up. And so it's like, well, this is just a bogus statistic anyway. It means, it literally means nothing. It's kind of like the other day we've had, we've, this is our latest monsoon season. And that's kind of starting to get weird because we've got rain coming later, I think today and most of the weekend. And we got hammered earlier this week. Monsoons in October is not normal. And the, uh, the, the news was all about it, the headlines, every headline, it was flash flood, or it was like flood warnings or flood watches for all of Arizona, Phoenix, unlikely to receive a drop, you know, it's like, so find the biggest population, pull it out the rug, tell them they aren't getting jack squat. Um, it's always like, it just rains. And they're like, the only thing the headline says is hikers, hikers swept away, blah, blah, blah. Or beware of scorpions coming out of the ground after torrential deadly water. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's always like deadly downpour, whatever they can do to make it evil. And I'm just looking around and I'm like, how about like monsoon 2022 revitalizes entire state? That would never be a headline that would generate positive energy. That would be encouraging. So of course they're not going to do that. But the deception behind this climate stuff is, is just bonkers. Even the other, did, I mean, you guys might've even known this since being where you are. Do you hear about like the flooding that took place in death Valley? Like back in, I had a date for it, but I want to say it was like about a month and a half ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. And the article, all it pinpointed was, you know, how it was colder in, around death Valley. And it typically gets quite hot. The name is it, I mean, it's in the name and, um, they got, I don't know how much rain it was like. They got like the majority of the yearly rain in like 10 minutes. And, um, at the end of the, you know, throughout the article, they're saying, you know, temperatures likely or temperatures expected to scorching temperatures returning this week. That was what it said. Scorching temperatures returned to the Valley this week in the, in the eighties and nineties. And I thought scorching temperatures in the eighties and nineties, I know around here eighties, if I leave my window open at night, I still need a blanket. So it's just like the things they do. I mean, you can, you see it in the news, you see it in everything. They used to use blue and green color coding whenever they showed a map. Now, even in winter time, they're using yellow, orange, and red. Yeah. And, and all like, the, all the weather climate maps are all red score. I saw that, uh, even in like the UK, there was the same exact temperatures from like five years ago that were all blue and now they have them all in red. It's just these yep. little signals they have. They play with our biology and our neurology mm -hmm. to increase the fear matrix because they know this is a consciousness battle and they know the consciousness is waking up and it's rising. And so uh, the yeah. AI systems and the new systems have to inject fear, fear, fear and all the languaging. Yeah. Yep. When, I, when I said there's something that needs us to exist, but not vice versa, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And that's what I think these tools are, are great for. Essentially, you know, I don't just think I'm trying to restore the weather. I essentially think I'm combating 
artificial intelligence, really, whatever. And, and some people would say like, no, I, I don't mean Terminator. I mean, artificial consciousness, really, and, and, and anti-life. I am combating whatever this anti-life is that is a frequency. It has vessels. I think those vessels are in the form of our computers and smart devices and the electrical grid and whatnot. But I also think it's in the form of things that are programs we call, I, people don't like when I say this, that's why I'm going to say it, is NPCs. I think NPC actually stands for no possible chance of ever waking up. That's just my personal opinion. And that's why like, you'll find such a divide now between like, like what Jason Brashears has said. When I, he, I heard him first use that word errant, I was like, oh, I like that. It's like, you are, you are the error to this code of nonsense and you've removed yourself. And we, we all, we feel like we don't, it's like, do we belong here? And we feel like we're in the twilight zone because we are an error to that artificial nonsense. There are other things that I think are vessels for that frequency that are outside of our like pro-life and pro-truth frequency, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, so the way I see it is that the astral is the real internet. That was the real mm -hmm. network of the act, the way we actually engage with each other that is beyond time. And that's how this, that's like the overlay of the system, how it's actually supposed to work. And that's, you know, essentially what they're doing is creating a synthetic astral. And so when I say they, it's these thought forms, it's the, and some would say that it's just the, the um, sort of negative intentions of our consciousness that we, they turn into these egregores that sort of feed on our own sort of uh, belief systems mm -hmm. or it, these archons or whatever you want to call it, there is something there that is creating a technological overlay, a synthetic astral, if you will. And that plays yeah. into all those nodes of those NPCs um, that are essentially slowly evolving into a pure synthetic form of that, what you know, Steiner, Rudolf Steiner would call the eighth sphere. And so the the etheric energy of the organite is uh an ancient technology that goes back, Atlantis, Lumeria, whatever. That is the flip side that connects directly to the astral. Uh, that is like sort of a gateway into that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's important that we understand how water plays into that, how our dreams play into that, how this is all connected. And so it'll be interesting. And we talked about, Baron, I talked about this with Tom Barnett when he was on, because they were experiencing all these floodings and everything that were being created there in Australia earlier this year, is that the weather is a direct interplay with our consciousness. We control the weather literally with our consciousness, with our spirit. And so the more of these NPCs, the more dead the weather gets too. Mm -hmm. And then one last thing, and I'd love to hear Bear's thoughts on this a bit too, uh, is the this there we have talked about the grand solar minimum, right? And that does have an effect on the overall macro scale of the weather. And that's why we're getting these cooler summers. Uh, you know, we're coming into a grand solar minimum where we're going to have longer winters and colder climates and more extremes. But my question is, and James True touched a bit about this last week, is the sun, how does that directly interconnect with the organite, with the orgone energy, with our etheric bodies, with our consciousness? And how do these grand cycles work with the overall sort of interplay between the synthetic and the and the natural real. So there's a lot of this holistic, huge system at play that I think we need to realize we have a lot of power over as individual consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, 
You know, we have to expand our thinking a little bit, you know, when we just look at solar minimum, okay, there's a validity to the fact that that is happening and it does have an effect, but we also have to step back a little bit and look at the grander cycles and the sky clock, uh, the sun being that source of every informational field for every life form in this realm as it, sorry to say this, revolves around our plane. Um, you know, it is with every procession with all the constellations with it are creating a consciousness evolution. So it's not just that, oh, God, the solar system is working against us. And now we're going to go into an old ice age. No, it is all purposely orchestrated and designed for humanity's expansion of consciousness. Along with that comes less vulnerability to our external circumstances in the first place. And what you gentlemen were talking about earlier, uh, the different levels of ether that is actually the source of all of that life uh, consciousness that creates our realm in the first place is, um, is uh, what they're manipulating and getting our currency from in order to run their whole matrix. So mm -hmm. the thing that's really freaking them out right now is we're literally going over their heads. Uh, Organite is a way where, okay, we're going to bypass, you know, this manipulation on this level, just go above you, create, as we always say, coherence that is going to then manifest on the ground. And meanwhile, we're going to stop giving you our energy. We're going back Back to those planes of creation, the mental, the astral plane, and we're going to start creating from there, which is what we've been doing all along. We just didn't know that somebody usurped our, uh, you know, conduits into that level and is using our life force to create the mm -hmm. very things that we're all wringing our hands about right now. So it's yeah. game over as soon as we figure that out. Um, you know, for anybody new to my ramblings, I saw or I, I had watched one of the most fascinating interviews that I used to connect to what I was doing. It was with a gentleman named Eric Dollard and it was on uh, it was, it's a little bit older. I only watched this maybe a year ago, but it was from 2019 on the higher side chats. And Eric talks about the repercussions of building up this web that we have built uh, essentially it's like this, this will sound darker than I intended to be, but that we're essentially building the portal for the demon to come through and take over us. And that is where, like with my work, I I'm trying to tap into and restructure that portal so that it is in favor of us and what it, what it needs to be in this realm. The, because the etheric is overshadowing the physical, everything in the etheric is it controls what's down here in the physical. That is why, you know, if people, I don't, I'm not recommending people go watch the news, but pay attention, get, get as many perspectives of what's going on around the world as you can. And don't look so much at, like, I don't look so much at like what they, or what I, I would call because of Eric, I would say it, don't look so much at what it is doing or trying to do because it isn't it. Uh, look at the intention behind what it is doing and the rate at which it's doing and the level of desperation at which it is, you know, exerting itself to do what it's trying to do. I see more, like I learned more about geoengineering when I got into the tower, tower busting side and started playing with Organite. It's, it made more sense because it wasn't just this 
thing, a military operation, and that's it, you know? And it's just like, oh, the government poisons us because they want us to buy more drugs. It's beyond bigger than that. So in the same way, it's like this, this thing we're up against, it's like, look at as many perspectives as you can to try and make sense of like, because people ask me why, well, what, why doesn't this doesn't stop my Wi-Fi? Like I can still get my Wi-Fi. And they're like, well, why? And I'm like, because they aren't telling you everything that your Wi-Fi, how it, they aren't telling you how it really works. They aren't telling you what it really does, that it's essentially opening up. It's the, it's the, there's a reason they call it a gateway. There's a reason, reason that gateway computers or gateway modems, routers, whatever, they're telling you, they're opening up a path in which to, to open up their playground. And we've gladly expanded this playground forever, you know, especially the NPCs that, that need the latest and greatest whatever device. And so, um, it, it, you know, it's like learn those perspectives and see what's going on because you're going to see a manipulation of energy. You're going to see the intention. Like even if you're watching something more trivial, like the president giving a speech or making an, like, look at the student loan thing. The divide and conquer misery. There's I, like I, my friend and I, we've been dissecting this on our own little side thing about the misery. Cause we're like, why would you do something like this? That would bring so much joy to such a large number of people. Cause they will never bring joy to a large number of people. That energy signature in this realm would throw everything back into its natural cycle. So it's like, well, then what is it? Because it is bringing some joy to people. It's bringing far more misery and division to it that the joy that it does bring is collateral damage for, for this thing that's causing it. So it's like, look at energy signatures, look at the forecast, the spell cast that's made, look at what they tell you about the weather. There's nothing, no, I mean, we're over here basking in beauty, but the only thing you'd ever hear about is probably what just happened to Florida. You know, it's like, or, or something worse somewhere else, like, like Australia and the flooding this last year, you know, it's like, Look at, look at what they've diverted where they need to, where energy goes, or sorry, where attention goes, energy flows. And so it's like, we're just helping them pinpoint all of this stuff. So it's like my, my role, get in there with these tools and shut that crap down. Basically that basically. And yeah. it's working. <laughs> yeah. And, and the portals thing, it's interesting how, like, I'm thinking it made me think of Astro World that crazy music festival in Houston where yeah. they literally were trying to open up a portal to some demonic realm and people were hearing all this crazy like mm -hmm. like heavy heavy bass sounds and falling down and and like passing out and of course there was it was really sad people died at that mm -hmm. and i think that was like a dark magic sort of ritual that that shows how desperate they're getting that they're just doing that way out in the open mm -hmm. um you know it's a yeah uh, when I, mean, I oh sorry i was just gonna say that's not music in sky music in sky is gonna, <laughs> the opposite of that like literally we will be doing rain dances and and meditation for love and peace and harmony and uh we'll be reverting all the damage that was done at astroworld with a fraction of the amount of people go ahead <laughs> when i first started in the the organized stuff and you know the first resources i came across were the people the common thread like Don and Carol Croft, George Ritchell at Organize Africa. Yeah. Um, I'm going to forget someone right now because I have too many thoughts in my head, but like there are spearheads, there are pioneers to this movement, uh, which isn't really a movement. People can read my website about that. Never, 
it, this isn't the type of movement you have because it gets infiltrated. This is the type of movement where you take an active role yourself and you decide the best method for yourself to proceed with, with what you're doing with it. Um, but where I, where I was going with that, I about lost my train of thought here. Um, the, uh, the, there was a general consensus that as people were gifting, like in the early years, uh, you can clean up the territory of an area in a way that certain frequencies are no longer capable of being in existence within those areas because you, again, you need the pathway. So I just wanted to say like, I, when I was in Chicago, there was a, I, it was 2016 and, or 2015, I think there was like a Clint Hillary was going to do a, a big rally, something going on. And I worked down in the loop and I went to, I went through the federal reserve and there was a downtown prison, the social security, every low vibrational piece of crap building going around the loop and just gritting the bejesus out of everything I could in downtown Chicago. And coincidentally, it was canceled and there wasn't ever an explanation for it. It just didn't happen. Now that isn't, that isn't enough, but in comparison with other people's stories, it was like, oh, well, here's what I did. And like this, like it, it was as if like evil can't, whatever your interpretation of evil is, it's like evil can't flow in that area. And so I would say as far as the Music and Sky Festival, it's probably impossible for that to even happen. Um, around here in Arizona, I think I see all the time manipulations of energy from other places. Like they're, it's like they're using what we're all connected to to try and use what they can over here to, to do some damage over here. And that's why I would tell people, I don't care if you're being sprayed with chemtrails above or you live, whether or not you live by a 5G tower, you should be getting out there if you are abled and, and be busting each tower because your grid, my grid, every grid, it's like, we've seen these sadistic things put towers and energy conductors and all sorts of things around the vortexes and the ley lines and they connect stuff we should therefore be connecting stuff as well. Like they know everything's connected. We do too. So it's like, just because I'm doing something in Arizona and someone else in like North Carolina, I think North Carolina has an issue actually with geoengineering, but some hidden gem that has like no chemtrails ever and everything's the bee's knees. It's like, it doesn't matter. Go find what feeds that web, go find it and neutralize that component. Because when mine runs out, I see them move to other areas to try and bring what problem they have over here to this over here. We got to tear this down quickly. You know, that's how this energy etheric web works. But the, the real efficacy in this is not just so much breaking down what they're doing, but we're creating those, um, mm -hmm. those areas where the natural uh, patterns of nature, you know, the, the ether that would <clears throat> overwhelm what they're trying to do in two seconds, it's so much more powerful. So, you know, I think we really have to keep our, our, uh, just our mindset in that, uh -huh. you know, the solution is already there. We're just allowing it to come in because if you take all their cell towers, their, their miles of cobwebs of wires on the planet and, and everything else that they're doing, it's still not even a speck compared to universal uh, creation and natural yeah. order. And, and, and all we're doing is inviting that back in, you know, uh, biogeometry, it's the same thing. We're not, uh, we have ways to protect our homes from Wi-Fi and, and outside interference, 
but what we do is we create an overwhelming abundance of natural energy, that golden mean energy to come in so that anything else that uh, is, is there, even if we're on Wi-Fi at the same time, mm-hmm. it's going to be overwhelmed by that other good stuff, the natural order that is, uh, you know, going to prevent it from having any bad effects on us in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I also wanted to mention, you know, as as I've been talking about here, you know, we're this winter where we have some free time after harvest, we're going to get on board full time with, um, you know, creating our own orgone devices and things. And I intend to use biogeometry with it because with biogeometry, you can tap into the various different ley lines in the earth. You can measure those very accurately and then use that uh, to, uh, you know, tell where we should be putting these devices in the ground because then they will have a much greater effect. So Uh uh, anybody out there that's doing Mm. biogeometry or, any kind of sophisticated dowsing where you can tap into these different ley lines, you can either prevent, uh, you know, the bad juju from flowing, uh, or you can use the, uh, you know, the beneficial conduits in order to spread what you're trying to do and have a much greater effect uh, mm-hmm. than if you're just sticking it in the ground haphazardly. Yeah. I was just going to say, Barry, you have my mind spinning on the ley lines idea of them being the original pipeways, pipe pipes for the original internet, right? And we were talking last week with uh, James True about how we can replace the internet with something, you know, eventually a more uh, analog version. And that already exists, like that infrastructure is already there. Uh, So like, it's all coming together, guys. You were talking about the Chicago buildings of the, you know, in every every city you look in, it's like these communist looking structures, uh-huh. prison structures with all the angles of angles of sorrow. Well, those buildings were put there too to maintain that synthetic overlay where we know like the classical Tartarian architecture of the cathedrals and the domes and all that. Those were etheric built. Those were organite structures, right? Uh-huh. They had specifically were created with piezoelectric effects to create fields of etheric energy for healing it in the towns themselves. So not what we're talking about is a, is a revolution of consciousness where we build our own separate societies in the private, where we create our own little townships with with dome buildings without the angles of sorrow that have the etheric structure of, of emanation of consciousness that have the, we won't even need the earth pipes and all this great work you're doing. You will know that you've done your job, Mitch, when you can retire and just go hang out in these healing structures in these beautiful food forests where people are doing commerce in the private and aren't worried about, all this nonsense anymore. That is where we're going in the end. That is the consciousness revolution. You know, I think that the frequencies that are battling each other, uh, essentially, and we're observing, um, I see the frequency of AI being negatively impacted all the time, especially where I live. Uh, There are certain days when I think solar activity is more active um, I have for, for myself, I have a lot of theories and I know people don't like that word, but there are, I, I make educated guesses to what it may be going on above me. And when the obstruction of the sun, like I I'm sitting here moving around, I've got so many chem busters and have put so many around the desert. It's like, they're again, they're sort of like, it's the Oregon bazooka and moving these things around, or I put them on turntables and keep things rotating 
or I play with these types of frequency devices that are, you know, have a, a frequency being blasted into them and I'm changing channels and waves and all kinds of stuff and testing, you know, what happens when you puncture a hole through this, what we call the DOR, the deadly orgone radiation bubble or the, the electrosmog. Uh, when rainstorms come in and fog starts to form, I know there are certain channels that we, we, from experimenting with other friends, we turn it to certain numbers and it immediately converts that crap terrain and bam, and all of a sudden you get this downpour. Or like you've been experimenting since I think I sent it to you, the power wand. This is actually something that would require a whole other episode, but there's a lot of developments with with that particular thing it's a chem buster in your pocket depending on chan the channels you're using or the waves you're using and the type of year that or the time of year the direction the how you're spinning it whatever but um as far as like for, for people that hear me say you know go bust towers my I, when i started doing this this is why i said my opinion you know my i'm evolving in what i think it's if you, if we had this conversation five years ago, I'd say, take the hockey puck, find a, find a way to put this around whatever, wherever the towers are in your area, put one of these around every tower and call it a day. Well, now it's like, no, we know, at least when I say that, I mean like me and the people I am associating with, uh, burying earth pipes over springs and wells. And like, I just heard from a, a friend in Virginia who she has a natural spring under her property. She has a little farm compound and her, uh, her pond had dried up, which was fed by this spring. And she finally buckled down. She got one of those big chem busters. I sent her a whole bunch of earth pipes. She got everything in the ground. And then she left to, I think, go to Vegas or something for the month and came back. And her pond is full again and the spring is on and it's like well isn't that a coinky dink and we've seen that coincidence a lot and it's like i'm not saying you know oh well just do this this is going to happen but i am saying there are a lot of people burying these types of devices in the ground and using certain like you know geographic information to pinpoint places that are better for it and bringing water like i do i wholeheartedly believe that frequency devices that it has established like towers are meant to keep primary water away from us, to keep it from coming to the surface, to keep it from going to the tops of mountains to prevent, because they've convinced the entire population that our drinking water comes from rain and it does not, it comes from the ground. And we live on a planet called, or whatever this realm is, you want to call it, but it's called earth when it should be called water, because there is far more water than there is land, at least from what we're allowed to know about. So it's like these things have a rhyme and a reason when you're busting towers, but they also, you know, you create a grid, you, you can tap into the same, like find the energy structures they've put up and try to figure out like, why did they do this? Why did like decode why they've set up what they've set up and you can then decode these are like the best places to do this work it's not always going to just be the 5g tower on the corner of the block so yeah fantastic um if you went mind you gave a little teaser about the power wand there and sure I know that's a big discussion yeah. but uh, and we did a little first time around but maybe starting with that just give us a little uh 
kind of a quick tutorial on each one? Yeah. Okay. So uh, when people find uh, the only other person I know of who makes power wands, this is uh, what this has inside of it. This isn't a good representation, but this is a Mobius coil wrapped crystal that uh, that's ready to put into what they call a sucker punch. You wrap the crystal certain ways, and then you find a way to in through the ends there, you blast or broadcast some form of frequency into the crystal. The crystal is placed inside of this copper pipe. This is a, a little bit bigger, I think, than the one I gave Mike. It's a some it kind of hurts the wrist, but um, it, go big or go home, I guess. But uh, you fill it with organite, and this is a really dense. I only use powder in these, um, so they are pretty heavy. The mineral, of course, is smaller. The layers between the resin and the metal is obviously greater than it would be with shavings. But the crystal is essentially in the center of it, fed out into. Uh, instead of a 15 hertz zapper, like a sucker punch, I feed it out into an auxiliary cord. And with that, there are different things we can broadcast into it using some kind of an electronic device. Um, I also learned this weekend from Sam, uh, he has uh, one of those spooky two devices like in the Rife machine. And so I'm things I want to experiment with more when I'm finally done, like make turning the rain back on. I want to get more into the power wand stuff, but there are, there are things you do with power wands, which I, I mentioned the word last time we talked, I used the word ether damming, uh, essentially damming up or you're, you're creating a barrier or you're creating a force against the natural flow within the ether. Now, I don't know if that's the best thing, but it, it just ether damming was the word I came across. And that was actually from uh, Trevor James Constable that we were talking about. Okay. And so mm -hmm. the idea of pushing against this force, it's like what elements are affected when you start concentrating this energy or you, you, it's like in a way you're almost stopping it and then it's collecting. So when you're done, and, and when I say that, I mean, like people have probably seen Mike in the group. They probably seen this on the telegram group. You've, you've gone around and made some videos with yours. Um, there are motions you can do with these things clock based on clockwise or now counterclockwise and different channels that you would be changing either through a frequency generator or some different tones that have been experimented with by just, I mean, I, I talk to everybody and then I just like start trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So like, I know, for example, if you have a power wand and you turn on 30, hertz, for some reason, 30 Hertz in a square wave, I've learned, uh, aimed up at the sky as like clouds go over, will actually pull and it will always increase the percentage chance of rain. And one of your followers had reached out to me a couple months ago. I got her involved with it. There's this lovely woman named Tiff over in Virginia who, um, was playing around with this as well and wrote up, a, she wrote up a report for me. So we could, I'm trying to collect data on it because there's really not a lot of information about the power wand and of the other people or person who sells them. Um, they are really treated more as just the sucker punch, like a, like an over, uh, over glorified sucker punch. I shouldn't say over glorified because they're actually, I mean, they're still beneficial, but it's like you take a sucker punch, which is just a crystal broadcasting a frequency and you embed it in some kind of metal pipe surrounded by organite and you're amplifying it. Yeah. Well, and in my case, doing the audio thing, I wanted to be able to change the channel. 
And I didn't just want the cloaking device, the sucker punch. So it's like, it doesn't, I never have heard anybody else talking about it yet. And I treaded very lightly. I only, I think I only, we only talked about it for a minute or two. And I only talk to people typically on the phone who, whenever they get a power wand, like we have a conference and I will send them a cheat sheet of just like what I know so far, different tones to play with observations to look for and like, just kind of, you know, the rigmarole of it, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's in, the, that's the wand. Yeah. And I will say this, uh, from the times I played with it, I've definitely made it rain. I forgot. I left it on one time during an event here, uh, last March and all of a sudden it started sprinkling that night on the event. And I was like, Oh, I got to go turn that thing off. Um, it is interesting how the different Hertz and frequencies, it reminds me a little bit of like the same idea with uh, tuning forks, right? You're essentially sending certain frequencies through the field, through the ether. And then that is like, you're doing like a biofield tuning with it. You're affecting yeah. the biofield. And then I, my thinking was eventually getting a record player, playing some Beethoven or Mozart that's analog from a record and then directing that because it's just an audio in plug that's just sending the audio frequencies through and literally blasting Bach or something, some like beautiful resonant harmonies coming from that sort of music from that time, the Tartarian time, let's say, up in the atmosphere and see what happens. And essentially uh -huh. what we're doing is we're emitting beauty into the world through it. And then even on my DJ sets, I've plugged in 432 Hertz into it and blasting the dance floor with it while I'm DJing, which I'll be doing at Music in Sky. I will have the power one there and I'll be blasting the dance floor with these resonant harmonies. You'll have to, you'll have to collaborate, I think, because I, I sent Sam off with one as well. And so um, there are, I, it's totally experimental. I want to be clear on that for, for folks that I'm still, it's one of the things I've migrated into, you know, it's no longer just about busting towers. Um, you get out and you want to, you want to get out there to the devices that are feeding the frequency web in the first place. It starts with your own. If you have a smart meter, it starts there. It starts with Wi-Fi. It starts with minimizing your own usage of certain types of technology, grounding things properly, doing the corded fiber method, you know, keeping the keeping the incoherent frequency web to a minimum in your immediate space. And then from there, you work your way outward and, and through your community and onward. Um, you know, one of the things I've done recently to sort of, because I, I feel like I'm at a point where I've got so many little boots on the ground. You know, I, I had a house packed full of people the last few days, picking up things to take to their corresponding parts of the state. And to share with their group. So I've, right now, even as the, by the, you know, with everybody watching this, there are a lot of people today, tomorrow, and for the next week or two that will be taking care of those little communities in which they live. And then, you know, another orgone bubble pops up, another bubble here, another bubble there, and it's just breaking down that artificial web. Um, I do to toot my own horn. I do want to point out that it, it just so people understand the scope of how much work has really gone into this. Um, you know, it's not just earth pipes. It's not just going out. It's not filling the car with a hundred, whatever tower busters and taking day trips around the state. It's, you know, I've, I've gifted those chem busters, uh, back in 2020, I did a bunch until 5g was, was unleashed in, in like March or whatever, to coincide with the Wuhan wiggle. And, uh, we needed more. 
And so I, I actually just this summer, I just put 17 of them around the state. I, I bought 17 of them because again, I'm like, go big or go home. Uh, and I don't have a lot of time for people that have never made one They're They are a labor of love. Um, I have instructions on my website and I would encourage anybody who wants one. If you, if you can't, uh, afford to buy one, then obviously make one. Um, I didn't have the time because of all the other moving parts. My, my work is better served in going out to neutralize the individual parts of the web and then just buy these things and find good homes for them. But it's definitely had an impact because, you know, having a wetter monsoon season this year than last year, it's obviously paid off, but it's like, this is a, it's a, it's really an unpaid full-time job. And I already have a full-time job that has nothing to do with this. So it's like, it's exhausting. I, I think I slept in 2020 and, you know, I hope to again someday soon, but I'm just, so people know, like I tell them, start small, start in your community, whatever, but, um, you know, give it, give it serious thought and, uh, be strategic about it. And again, like I said, get, gather those perspectives from just always keep taking in, which I know your followers are already doing. Um, it's like, just keep taking in those perspectives because I even thought, you know, if I can tangent about the, uh, archaic stuff and how that applied to what I'm doing. You know, as I think about the possibilities, I don't know what I, I don't know what I always think because I'm, I'm forever pleasantly surprised. And I've only ever been lied to my entire life until the point I chose to stop being lied to. So I've got a lot, I've got a lot of damage to fix from the previous, you know, existence, but in learning that information, things like the Phoenix event, which, you know, I'm sure people watching this, very familiar with whether you agree with it or not. Um, when I think about those perspectives, the vapor canopy coming back, the ozone layer, the ozone gas uh, producing levels of oxygen, and like we're just becoming superheroes. Maybe that's part of this uh, thing too. Um, and then of course the component of elites going under the ground and that whole can of worms, I won't go too deep into it, but I actually like to think now with every earth pipe I bury, when I compare that with what I did learning from Don Croft or George Richel about underground bases and all these underground energy fields, portals, whatever, I'm thinking, you know, when I hammer this into the ground and I create my grid, am I, am I doing something so that whatever, like, I think they're trying to mask a frequency so that they, maybe if the Phoenix event is real, it will throw off the Phoenix event and it will target the wrong things. I don't know if that's even true. I don't know if the event's even true. I really, I can't be certain anymore about anything. But if that's true, it's, it's dabbled in my mind that like, I might be not just neutralizing the harmfulness of this tower, but opening up that web to again, keep the natural flow moving so that if that event, which may be a natural occurrence follows through in its natural form. So I know it's a, it, and that's a topic I know that like, it's, you know, you, you could watch Jason for years, um, <laughs> and he'll but, say he'll be the first to say the Phoenix event <laughs> only hits specific areas and regions. I, and it's I, not, it's not world, you know, yeah, worldwide. I, but yeah, but even Jason says that the evolution of consciousness is the the number one game that we're involved with. And uh, the reason why I made my opening comments is that you know when you are dealing with living technologies, it's not just to create an effect it's to get attuned yourself so that you are evolving your consciousness in that way. So I would just say anybody that is um, 
you know, doing any of this, whether it's biogeometry, what, well, biogeometry, you have to, because it's just built in the training. But if you're going to go out and start building orgone devices and using them, don't just stick them in the ground or, or use your, you know, your power wand or whatever, you know, really tune in because, you know, in physical medicine, uh, you learn in the body, there's a pulsation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have anything to do with the heart. There's a larger overriding pulsation. And it's actually the same pulsation that is within the atmosphere around us. It's within our external ecology. And that pulsation, when it's synced up, you know, within ourselves and within our biology and the outside, then that's when that coherence, that health happens. And that's where we start feeling more connected and part of the whole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're doing osteopathic work and you're, uh, you know, trying to restore normal motion into the cranium or, or to some organ system, what you do is you, you tune in you so that you know how to feel that at that very subtle level. And then you prevent that pulsation for while till it builds up. And then you can feel when it just is about to explode, then you let it go. Then you have a reset and then normal function and, and uh, you know, um, movement is restored. And when you're describing the power one, uh, to me, it sounds, you know, as above, so below, everything works the same on every single level. That's just the way it is. So when you're using a power wand and you're actually deliberately maybe creating, you know, a little bit of a pushback there, that's it. In fact, what you're doing is you're creating the normal impulses of pulsations there to build up so that you can create that reflow and restore proper function at that level. So you can only get to that level of appreciation when you start tuning in and understanding how things work and realize it's about you, it's not about stopping something yeah. outside of yourself. And uh, I think that's the main takeaway that I have with all this. And it's a wonderful thing because then that again is what makes us play the game on a whole different level that they can't prevent. There's no way they can stop that. And as far as the future and all these different speculations, I love listening to Jason and you know all the different theories and everything, but I really don't care what's gonna happen tomorrow. Uh, there's a reason why we play the game because it's an adventure. We're here to have our own experience. And if we knew how it's going to end up, it wouldn't be any fun in the first place. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's all about us. I'm glad you said the word game because you know, a lot of folks before, if they haven't bust, if they haven't like gone out and gifted a tower, the main question they have is like, how, how am I supposed to do this? What it, you know, cause we doubt we're taught to doubt ourselves or think we're insignificant, you know, monkeys hurling through space, whatever. Um, so it's like, you think of it as a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be liberating. Uh, and I'm not just talking about organite gifting, but for myself, I, I like to equate it to a game because it's like, here's a, it's, it can be a challenge, but it's like, you see what's going on with this is, this is why I wanted to to do this with the uh, music and sky event. It's like, it will, I know there will be people. It's never, it's never going to be a hundred percent of people or all the time, you know, but there's going to be a number of people that like, they'll, they'll crack the smile. They'll have, they'll, th they'll find something interesting and fun. And they'll be like, Oh, that was, that was cool. Like I don't want, it's almost, I mean, I don't want to say it's like a drug, but once you, once you bust your first tower, I hear it all the time. People write all the time. Don't ever write to me by the way, and say exactly where you did it, but, um, or send pictures. Don't ever do that. <laughs> but, uh, people write and they say, 
you know, this, like, wow, you were right. Like, this is so liberating. This is so fun. And I can't wait to do more, you know? And um, it's just, it should be. It's why I do what I do my life. I mean, I could probably find something else to do with my time if I absolutely had to, but I found that this was my purpose and I can't, it'd be so boring if I wasn't doing something to, you know, my philosophy is what are you doing from, from the time you get here to the time you leave to leave this place in a better condition than how you found it. And um, as far as I want to also point out, cause there can be some heated uh, opinions about with the power one verbiage um, you know, so I've heard some people saying, Oh, mother nature doesn't want us intervening. They want, she wants us to leave her alone. And I told that to a shaman here and she looked at me and she's like, what the f- are they talking about? Like, yes, it does. <laughs> it needs us. And that's not to say, go start trying, like, don't go play God. But again, it's like, we're, we're opening up the ability, you know, orgone gifting isn't like, I'm going to put a chem buster here and make it rain. No, you're going to put a chem buster there and the natural conditions of what nature's supposed to do are the, the frequencies are going to free flow like they're supposed to, because you can put a chem buster in a flooded area and it's actually going to dry up. You put one in a dry area and it's going to start raining. So it's like nature knows what it needs to do. And that's that web that overlay, that artificial overlay is trying to like damper that and that's what we're opening back up. So it's like, we're not, you know, I, I'm not making it rain. I think also with a lot of the rain we're getting, I believe I live in an oasis and there's a whole other conversation about the ancient tree stumps or potential melted buildings, especially here around Sedona. But um, I believe that we once lived in a time or this time existed in which there was proper vegetation and waterways to accommodate the amount of precipitation and water flow. And, uh, you know, we've had water come back up out of the ground. I had a friend in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, I think uh, he said maybe like six months ago, he's been out there. I have three people I know out there in Salt Lake City gifting and one in Park City. And they said their friend at the water department mentioned, I think their water table went up 17 feet this year. And they, cause they were, they were changing verbiage on the law for dr- drilling wells. And I was just like, well, why would the water be going up? And I'm like, well, I've heard all these stories about people building pyramids and water appearing from underground. And, you know, people, I, I've heard the Colorado river is absolutely booming. And I know I've gifted quite a stretch of it. I know several people who've gifted stretches through from here and, and up through Colorado, like all the way through Colorado through, I mean, there's, it's like the reservoirs are actually, I hear are uh, empty and people are asking questions. Why? Because the river is so booming. And I think that's, you know, something that needs to be addressed as well. Again, that goes that's we're, a whole other topic. But. We're doing an entire chat on that. The first night at Music and Sky around the Grand Fire awesome. with Russell Anderson and Cosmic Sojourner, who were on the show two weeks ago about primary water and consciousness. And um, Russell will be the first to say, no, we don't need to be doing the deep drilling into the primary water. In fact, if we do the right job with the consciousness, you know, and healing the planet, the water will just start coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially I, what yeah. we're talking about. If- if people live anywhere near um, dry lakes, you know, just a quick gifting tip, go, we've, we've walked out on dry lakes all over the place that are full now. And like I said, my friend, she over in Virginia, one, or sorry, I think it was North Carolina, um, just one example of, 
you know, having a spring and bear. And I always tell people, if you, if you live on or around water, put it around water for the same reason they put those godforsaken towers on our water towers and around the dams and the high, make those big beast hydroelectric power plants. They're doing something with the current of energy that's running through this realm. And so get it, get it flipped to get it flipped back to what it's supposed to be. And I think we can bring that water to the surface for sure. So, well, old, uh, old structures, this gets into Tartarian stuff, you know, that, uh, our, our remnants that we think are cathedrals and grand buildings that we, uh, you know, built a few hundred years ago that have been there forever. The mm -hmm. one thing that's evident is they all had waterways around them in order to uh, carry the current for their electrical devices. So it's no secret forever that mm -hmm. water is the main uh, conducting conduit, you know, within our earths. And uh, yeah, so, um, you know, th with the... Um, that being said, you know, we talked a little bit with Russell too. If you understand the, the whole alchemical precipitation of matter as we think of it, uh, everything on the ground is basically frozen water. And, you know, I made the comment that, you know, a block of granite just takes a lot longer to thaw out than a cube of ice. Uh, but everything does come from that water element. Uh, you know, 100%. So your comment that we are the water plant, no, we're the 100% of water planet and the minerals and things that we think uh, that rocks are composed of are a tiny, tiny fraction, uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, what comprises things in the first place. Well, then that would answer the question. Common question I get is why would they or it, why would they want to turn off the water? Why would they want to shut off the rain? Why would they, you know, because it's, it is life. It is life. It's everything. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, there was a question I wanted to ask you actually, uh, about just, I started learning about ozone and how over since 2020, there are a lot of major cities that, you know, everyone thought that the air was just simply cleaner because people weren't driving to work, but there are a lot of studies now that the ozone, the ozone levels have gone up so High, like 300% in the last few years. And I was learning about um, when that high, with that high oxygen content, the air actually like, we'll have more lightning. There will be a lot more, you know, and I've heard about the age of air. I know we hear about the grand solar minimum and the possibility of magnetic pole shifts. And there's so many things. And then you've got the artificial stuff that's being induced too. So trying to make sense of, well, what is it exactly that's happening? But I have heard that we're moving into the age of air where the free energy will no longer just be the, and it happens every so often, but it won't just be the uranium or plutonium or what the radioactive material that's in the soil that's been vilified that would power everything forever, but it's going to be coming from the air and that they're no longer going to be able to cover it up. And that all of those old Tartaria buildings that we can't make sense of are actually going to, some of them are going to come to life. And I find that interesting. I, when I heard that, I thought I had to ask you because it made me think, my God, so what's going to happen with the 3000 pyramids and chembusters out there? And uh, because of that, that idea, you know, you've got an, a cathedral energy generator and you've got these other energy generators as well. And so I don't know, it's, interesting it's just interesting to think about it that's another one of those topics much like jason's that threw me for a loop where i'm like okay how do i apply this 
and, and adjust what I'm thinking. Cause I clear, I do not know the end all be all. So. Well, ozone is of course created every time there's a lightning storm. That's why, you know, you have that smell in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, when I do medical ozone, you know, you get that same smell. And yeah. I have heard that it is uh, supposedly becoming more abundant. And the reason why lightning uh, creates ozone, uh, it's a purification process. Mm -hmm. You know, the O3, um, you know, has that effect where the uh, one auction breaks off and has a different kind of effect uh, to purify while it just creates more of an abundance of oxygen. That's why medical ozone, you know, is uh, very beneficial. But again, I go back to consciousness, you know, your friend that says we shouldn't be tampering with such things. Well, mankind is the mediator between the lower three kingdoms of nature and the higher three kingdoms of divinity. Now this gets kind of into seven ray understanding and so forth, where you have these different ray forms that are responsible for giving all the attributes and characteristics to everything we see on the ground. But we are here to become conscious co-creators. And now that there is a consciousness shift and just this little talk today where we're talking about um, you know, using technologies that actually harness that and then become part of it, unlike fake science where we make believe like we're not in room. It's like, no, we can't, we have to be part of it. We have to be conscious of it. And that is having a great, great effect in the atmosphere. And that is always uh, going to have consequences there. It can't not because every thought, every belief, everything that we do, uh, the consciousness shift where we start entertaining those higher um, levels of uh, intelligence and, and knowledge, that has to create consequences at those levels. It mm -hmm. just, there's no way around it because all of those actions are electrical vectors that are then going to mirror out you know on every level of reality and mate with other thought forms of similar type and that is how the consciousness shift uh you know reaches that hundredth monkey uh theory so yeah is there going to be uh, a rebuilding of our realm a regenerative effect is there going to be uh more ozone production there can't not be it, it you know so it's very easy to understand but unfortunately we haven't really been taught about how the things work. You know, we're talking about things uh, having coming through in pulsations. Uh, you know, we're talking about the wand and how that knowledge can allow you to tune into that level and actually use it. Well, you know, Reich himself, it was all about the orgasm energy, you know, the pulsation. He wasn't talking about a physical sexual act, uh -huh. uh, just like Walter Russell isn't talking about sex per se when he's talking about we live in a sex-based universe he understands the waveform mechanics that happen in these pulsing you know uh forms as they emanate from us in the first place and then create all of uh you know our realm and everything that we experience in it so anyway um kind of long-winded way of saying that's our job and uh you better believe we're going to see some really cool things happening even though they're trying to hypnotize us into the opposite and i would say as far as your orgone devices that's just going to make them even more effective that i will say too there well that first of all that wasn't long-winded at all that was awesome because it is difficult to make a bridge for people uh the question becomes not like when they're saying how does this work why is this doing 
what it's doing. And it's like, well, in order to fully grasp that, which I'm still on the path to figure that out because things keep changing or more, more comes to light. Really. It's like, you have to, you have to want to understand the realm in which you live. And that's how that when people are looking at me, like, what do you mean? This is about consciousness. I'm like, it, it is, it's the, the energy that's passing through. It has, it has to tap in or tap out somehow. And the effects of that through your DNA or the thing with the ozone specifically, I, I heard recent, I was reading this thing. I saw a bunch of videos and then was looking into ozone and RNA uh, expressing like it does something to alter the DNA. And I thought, okay, so I don't know a lot about this topic, but I know something's going on in the atmosphere. I know that the cycles are there's something going on with the cycles. There's something going on with humans. There's something going on with something trying to be injected into the human body to do something to the DNA and the RNA that affects all these things. And I'm like, what could they like? So it's like, you do, you do that puzzle that never ends, but at least you start to notice the puzzle does not, the picture on it does not match the box you were given at birth. And you're like, this is <laughs> BS. And so, um, yeah, that's just where I'm, where I'm going with that. And isn't it funny going back, circling back to the climate change hoax, the whole fear about the holes in the ozone, that was <laughs> right? I remember being so scared about that when I was a kid. That was the whole point, Mike, be scared, be scared. Yeah. Yeah. And for those asking or way earlier in the chat, like for those friends or family that are still in fear of that whole climate change. Uh, well, I mean, climate change is real. Obviously, the climate is changing every day, but the man-made climate change hoax, the carbon credits, all that stuff. One way to just weed right through that, go right through the weeds there is just Al Gore's predictions never come true. They always move the goalposts. They move the goalposts every year. Every o year. Obama's buying coastal land, supposedly. That's supposed to be under the <laughs> ocean in five years. So you just all you have to do is just show the normies their own normie behavior happening and how hypocritical the quote unquote wannabe elites are in terms of what they're actually doing versus what they're saying. Absolutely. And the the level of effort that they put into that, it's like, if something is so true, it doesn't require that much effort in order to show that it's true. And it's, it's like, again, don't just look at what they're doing. Look at the level of intention and the level of effort that they put into doing this nonsense. Cause it's, it's just, it's nothing but the twilight zone. And, and yes, the climate, obviously, yes, the climate changes. And that's why people, when other things come to light, you know, i I've only in the last year learned about the term vapor canopy and to understand what that truly would mean. So it's like that having to reevaluate, well, what is the operations of all this stuff? But we live in a world that something wants to control based solely on fear. It's, it's about fear and, and not having enough pitting things against each other, misery, human misery. And so the, I think the goal in this life is to actually get from start to finish and, and get past that to where you're just like, this doesn't affect me. No. You know, it doesn't affect me. And it's, it's, then it doesn't get the power from you. You're no longer the battery for it. Exactly. It's a self-serving apocalypse in that way where the apocalypse just means change. So we can be the change, not them. Uh, I yeah. will say this on the vapor canopy thing, the kids and I, since we homeschool or unschool, whatever you want to call it, we kind of do everything. Uh, we're going to do a science experiment. We're going to create our own vapor canopy aquarium or terrarium, and we're going to try to grow really large lizards. Nice. So that is going to be a project we're going to work on. Bear, I can't wait to kind of 
tap into your brain a little bit how we're going to do that. But Jason Brashears talks about how there was an experiment done in Texas. Uh, I forgot what university. I think it was like a Christian university or something recently did an experiment where they created uh, a manufactured a vapor canopy and were able to grow extra large reptiles and stuff. So uh, that's, that's going to be scary because the lizards around my place are already huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to say, too, that just in regards to the event, I really cannot say thank you enough to Sam and, and actually his friend Ryan as well, who we met. They came here, they stayed for a couple of days, got to know him really well. And um, I wish they could have stayed longer. But when you see uh, Sam at the event, like, you know, give him a fist bump or what. I mean, I, I know people, I don't want to say his last name for the sake of his own privacy, if that's how, I don't know if that's his thing, but uh, you'll know him when you see him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't miss him. Yeah. He was just, it was great. And he, you know, he had his own like contraptions and devices. And so it was, it was just for him to help. It's a lot. And I'll have this posted on my website as well. Uh, I wanted to show, I was like, oh, what does, you know, a quarter ton of organite look like and had it spaced out in the house. And I'm like, <laughs> good God, I can't believe I just did that. We, we were we originally <laughs> trying to make Sam's life easier. We were going to have Lark, Larkin Rose because he's kind of by you because he's driving. Uh, yeah. He's renting a car and driving from his neck of the woods to Music and Sky. And we're like, we'll knock out two birds with one stone. And so uh, then you were, you informed us, uh, this is like a quarter ton it, of organite. I don't think that's going to fit in his trunk. Yeah, it was a little. So, I mean, yeah, it was bigger than I um had anticipated. And at first, yeah, I didn't even think anything of it. I was telling my partner, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll send them some stuff. And then that became a two month project. Um, and also I want to say just so people are on people kind of like when you know what to look for in the same way I said, know what to look for in the, the climate talking point, the hoax stuff and how to pinpoint it and educate other people on it, that it, how it's untrue and why it's untrue. I want people to be familiar. There's another, I have fr other friends uh, in Oregon who are helping to gift kind of simultaneously. I've been putting my hand in a lot of cookie jars or whatever the phrase is and have a friend running down the coast, Southern coast, uh, coast of California, because we know just, you hear things, you watch new videos, you you get exposed to somebody else's perspective, whether it's like Alana Freeland or, I can't, again, I have too much in my head right now. I can't think of the second person I was thinking of, but going along the coastline and, and busting towers, burying earth pipes. So it's like, we've, we've been doing that and moving, like doing some little surges in the Southwestern part of the state and along the border. And my partner and I just went to uh, Parker dam in California and did a whole with, with actually some family friends and had like 10 people and kids on jet skis all doing crap along the Colorado river and around the uh. dams and everything. So it's, there's a lot in tandem and this particular event or this, this, this thing I'm doing with the event going on, I am really expecting to see some more noticeable changes where the things that will make people say, huh, because it was the first time I ever did something with busting a tower and said, huh, and here I am today. So it, and it just, it, you know, never ended. So, um, so anyway, yeah, just like little things to look for, you know, we're really trying to proactively repair and enhance that section because Arizona is doing pretty, I think we're doing pretty well. I know California needs a lot of help, um, especially Southern California. I, I've known of people in Southern California that gift, but 
I am a go bigger, go home person. I put a lot of stuff out. I, I make sure I never have to go back to the same place twice to gift it. And so that's kind of, that's my method. And I want to really, uh, I want to inspire other people who are like, wow, like there's something to this and this is pretty cool. And so like, I'm like, fine. It's a lot of fun. You mentioned fun. It's super important to have fun. That number one goal uh, for me is have fun and do cool stuff and change the world for the better. Mm -hmm. So I'll be doing some extreme gifting. Um, There are some towers up in the Mount Siskiyou Mountains here. They put up. It's ridiculous. So I'm going to have to backpack up into them, do an overnight uh, to get up to those, to bust those, but that's going to be really fun figuring out how to do that. I did post that gifting, uh, I did with my son, Mateo on the, uh, coast here to the event channel and to alpha Vedic last, uh, spring. And that was took off and that was fun. Like taking, going into the wilderness and, and busting towers and gifting or wherever you can make it adventure. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun. So yeah. Wow, this has and been you such might an- even uh, get some feedback from Squatch when you're up there. <laughs> yes. Hey, Mike, you know, um, because I know I, I'm down to the wire here. I will just say specifically for people watching this who are going to the event, um, for anything that's con- that might be confusing or questions they'd have, the, I I've done I've done the legwork, but like the they're gonna get a packet. The packet's gonna have the earth pipe and the hockey puck in it, and then I've got obviously printed information in there. It looks like a lot of text only because one side is all about like, what exactly is this stuff? If I don't want to open a device to read it on my website, but I put a little mark of the devil here. I put a little QR code there at the bottom so that people can (laughs) basically just scan it and just circle the part that says, this is where you come in. So when you open up your packet at the event and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. It's like, it's, very brief. It's just right there. And it's like, it just kind of says, you know, there's a rhyme and a reason. Here's that reason. Here's how you can help and how to have fun with it. Amazing. Great work, dude. I'm so Mitch, excited. Uh, amazing. There's a couple people just uh, still wondering uh, where they get info and everything. So if you wouldn't mind repeating yeah. your website. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. All the stuff is on there. So go for yep. it. And, and Mitch, by the way, thanks. You've certainly, uh, inspired us here and and myself uh especially you know i've known about this technology for a long time but because of your efforts i'm actually out there starting to do it myself so thank you great service you're doing absolutely it is a treat i really have to say it is such a treat to talk to you guys so um yeah this is awesome uh so people can find me uh on my website uh, it is the orgonedonor.com and that's orgone, not organ. So it's O R G O N E D O N O R.com. Um, I definitely recommend, you know, check out, check out my website, check out my, uh, I have a project called restoring the desert. That is essentially the bread and butter of everything I'm doing in, in terms of transforming Arizona. And then also check out my blog. I will say today, cause I was I was busy getting a few, I had a few obligations until this morning that included the music and sky. And so the, one of those pages, it might say it's like under construction today. Cause I got a lot of content. I'm actually basically going up there to do after we're off here. So visit my website. Uh, I am on Instagram. If you ever friend me or follow me on Instagram, I verify everybody. Like if you're not a human, I will not approve it. It's just easier that way for me. So send me a message if you want a quick response to get approved or make sure there's some identifiable factor on there. And then if you want to support my work, which would be awesome, um, I want to be transparent so people know 
everything I ever gift comes out of my pocket. It always has, and it always will. And yes, it, it is incredibly expensive. I have dedicated my life savings to this. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I, I do want to be honest about that. With that said, I want to thank three people just because I know they're watching. So to Melanie, Marla, and Allison, who I think some might be going to the event. Um, I want to say thank you because, you know, I basically, I was able to come up with about half of the cost of this thing, which is what motivated me enough to put up the other half and do it because it ain't, it's not cheap. So if you want to support my work, that would be amazing. One of the best ways to do that is go online to my shop. If anything is out, I restock on Fridays because I am a one-man show. So if whatever's not up there today, it'll be back to itself tomorrow morning. But um, yeah, check some things you, out, get them for your home. And yeah. Do you have a donation link too? Some people can just donate to you. Um, if people are interested in that, so we know that there are certain rules and things I, I want, I have to be very careful because I am harassed enough as it is. So if anybody's ever interested on that account, um, send me a message and, uh, and let me know. I, you know, every once in a while, someone will send me a, a gallon of resin and once in a while, somebody nice will come out of the woodwork and, and, and show some support. But really, you know, if you get something from the shop for your home, that's fantastic. Um, and the only reason I don't want to say it on here, why I don't, I don't use payment apps for certain things because there are, you know, there's a weave we all have to go through in this matrix. We, so. we need to get your website up on Cordal and start that, doing and commerce I, through yes, that. I, I, yeah, yeah, there are people doing commerce through it. Like I mentioned, I bought colloidal silver from a gentleman through it with Court. Uh, and you know, once we launch the Q app, self Vedic will be selling stuff on there. Cause they'll have full e-commerce on there in the private it's fully in the private. And then you mm -hmm. can transfer your court to pirate chain to R and then, or to Bitcoin or whatever. And you can then transfer it to Fiat if you want. But the whole point is we'll have a full marketplace of awake people in there like Alpha Vedic, like you, like EMF rocks, like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you people's farms, lots of farms in there. So you'll be able to buy food, medicine. Uh, we'll, we're even working on having ability to find homes through it and all this stuff. So you won't be, you'll be able to work completely in the private. So we'd love to awesome. talk to you about that. And then at music and sky, we will have a donation jar specifically for you, uh, as well as a donation link. If we have to create it ourselves. Um, and then that those funds will make it back to you as well. So just let, know we are doing that. Well, that I, uh, I am over the moon if it's a physical object, <laughs> because that, that's all. Uh, all right. I will just simply say that's awesome. And I, I appreciate any, anything anyone's willing to do. The best thing is like that just when people care and they want to do something, they want to take an active role and they can also see on my website, I've got the tutorials, how to build some very in-depth things, videos on how to make earth pipes, you know, a whole smorgasbord so that, you know, it's tailored for all kinds, any, any part of the spectrum you're on and how you want to be involved. So, and when you make it yourself, you inject your consciousness, your intention into it. So, um, you know, that is just as important as the ingredients themselves, I would say. Uh, yeah. And as Bear always says, that it's not the practitioner, it's the practitioner himself, not necessarily the modality. It's the intention, the consciousness behind it. So absolutely super important. Mitch, thanks so much, man. You've been such a inspiration to us. And we're so happy that we were able to connect with you last year and continue this relationship. And thanks so much for all your gifting out to the world and to Music and Sky. Uh, you're really doing God's work and we are blessed to know you. 
Thank you, guys. Absolutely all the best to you and to everybody watching. Hey, guys, awesome. if, you enjoy, if you enjoyed this conversation, please give us a thumbs up, share with your friends and family. That really helps us get this information out. Um, and definitely go to alphavedic.com and get your teas and all your good stuff through there. Go to um, Mitch's website and to get uh, your hands on some lovely organite or follow his um, different recipes to make your own. And hopefully we'll be seeing you at Music and Sky next week. Or if not, check out The Way Forward this weekend too. Uh, that is an online summit. Anybody can join for free. Alphavedic.com forward slash The Way Forward. Thanks, guys. And uh, we're actually taking next week off because I'll be on the road. However, Bear is going to be doing a couple shows. Uh, Bear, I'll email you after this, uh, getting you with Pat Life. And uh, there's a couple other folks that want to long list of people wanting to interview the great yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm way behind on my emails. I gotta, I gotta get on everyone's schedule. So apologies. I will get to you everybody. And uh, Mike, when you get back, we've got some cool stuff happening. We've got, um, uh, Ace. Doria Kareem from yeah. uh, about geometry international. We we've got a few other surprises. George Wiseman. They're going to be way cool. George Wiseman, oh, yeah, George Wiseman. talk about Brown's gas, uh, Jason from Archaics, uh, where I'm talking about him about coming back in November to do a Q and a, uh, so Mitch would probably want to give us any questions you have for, for Jason, uh, <laughs> that, that dude is just a compendium of knowledge. All of his information, by the way, comes from just researching books. The dude does not watch YouTube or anything. All his information comes from primary sources. Take that as you will. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, lots of great guests coming and, uh, we'll just keep the content coming your way. And with the new content platform, especially very excited about that. And yeah, that's all I got guys. So, uh, Hey, get outside, get your feet in the dirt, go plant something. Mother nature's our best teacher. Uh, go show her some love and throw an organ, throw an organite earth pipe in there while you're at it. Love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Cheers.